2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Is this a smart bet on the Rangers? Because I was thinking about this earlier today when we were talking about... Taylor Hearn and how DFW fans can be spoiled. I feel like my general sense has always been sports fans across the board can be spoiled and can lash out if their team isn't playing well or isn't playing to expectations. And so this is kind of going back to the expectations for the Texas Rangers this year and if people have reasonable ones. Because I was looking at it and they have the World Series odds for all 30 teams going into spring training, and I realize a lot still could change. And the Rangers are not high on that list. Right now they're 50-1 to to win the World Series, which is actually a tiny bit lower than I would have guessed. But that's 10th in the American League. So when you hear people saying they better make the playoffs, they better— I get there's a difference between I want them to make the playoffs and they better make the playoffs. So when you hear people say they're they better make the playoffs, they're listed as the tenth favorite in the American League to win the World Series.
1: Mike, when we we discuss our our number and it, you, we got them just above 500. It's kind of in that in that range, and you really like this is an upside thing. It looks good. Does that – if they're – let's say they win 84 games. Right. Is that a everything went perfect for them or you're putting in place – because that's – for me, I'm putting in place a couple things went wrong – and not everybody played up to but they were really good for this year. But it's not everything went perfect. If everything was to go perfect, Kevin, they're making the playoffs with the sure. pitching rotation. Sure, sure. And that means Nathaniel Lowe hit three hundred again. Marcus Simeon was good all season. Seeger turned back into the superstar that they he's were, supposed to be. They were hot at the same time. Yeah, all sometimes. those things yeah. go perfectly. But when I look at this and I'm putting them in that range, I'm saying we have enough talent good enough coaching to be right there in the mix, but we still are missing a couple pieces.
0: Yeah. So I know you gave a lot there. Are you saying that I think if everything goes right, I mean, all your answers are yes, you win 90 games. It's tough to win 90 games. It is tough. And so I think if they win 84, most of your answers were yes. Because I believe – you might have this kevin on your email but i believe the rangers over under is 79 and a half yes. in vegas so yes. i mean picking 84 wins is picking well over yeah. their win total if they win 80 games if, if you do think they're going to go over 500 it is a good bet right now in vegas because right now their over under is under 500 uh so i i will be Disappointed if they play under five hundred baseball.
2: And I see I have seen in some spots it's bounced up a couple. And so some people have it at eighty-one and a half or like essentially just about at five hundred, which which feels right to me. If you get to five hundred, that's a twelve game improvement. Mm -hmm. And if you get up to like you said, Corey, eighty-four then that's a 15-game improvement. Which but is th- crazy. It is. But you sh- you know what? When you add that much in offseason, yeah. you
1: should be up there. And, and it, you retain Martin
2: Perez. You did. You
1: know, that's that's something that, like, when you lose something in ad, then you're like, oh, okay, hold on. But when you keep things in ad, that's even, you should be better.
2: I think the thing that gets me, I don't know if carried away is the right word or not, because it's not the results. Like, we saw the Rangers win – We've seen the Rangers pile up some spring training wins, but that's not what's got me caught up. It's talking with Bruce Bochy. It's talking with Josh Young. It's talking with Taylor Hearn. It's and we've we've talked with you know Tony Beasley, and we've talked with so many people in that clubhouse, and it just feels different and I get the logical counterpoint is an injury can change that really quick and I am not here to argue against that but just the way everyone talks the way everyone is acting the hype level feels different for them and makes me wonder if they can surpass that 500 by a good handful of games
0: they believe they can and that's the first time you know without you know giving away things I mean they even knew the Rangers kind of knew the last few years that 500, playing five hundred foot playing five hundred baseball would be really tough to do. So I think this one, they would be disappointed. The players, the coaches, the front office, the ownership, they would be disappointed if this team isn't competing for a playoff spot. I don't want to say they'll be, Oh my gosh, what a bad year. If if they go eighty four and seventy eight, I think this front office will go, All right, can we go get Juan Soto, can we go yeah. get Shohei Ohtani? Not both of them, because that would cost you maybe $100 million in a year, uh, and they would spend a billion dollars on two players. If they did that, then I'm like, oh, my God. If they went and got, after this year, Juan Soto and Shohei Ohtani for approximately you a you better win. Dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think right now I'm looking at this team going, they expect to play over 500. They expect to compete for a playoff spot, and it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility to make the playoffs. But I do think you have to – I think we're doing a good job here of maybe temper your expectations because this is a good team, but to get to 90 wins, that would be a huge jump. And you're talking about Jonah Heim, Josh Young, Leody Tavares. I mean, you're talking about maybe those three guys providing a lot of offense at the back end of your lineup.
1: Yeah, man, uh, with the amount of money they spent, I think uh, uh, people look at the team and go, well, I mean, just magically it should be. You should be contending. I, and, and you do get that, right? I, I totally do. And, and I hope that Ray Davis understands, like Chris Young was giving him the, hey, look, you know, we're still we're doing this. This is going to make us better. Uh, this is going to put us in during the regular season. Fans are going to want to show up to the stadium because we're playing winning baseball. We're playing a brand of baseball that you want to see day in and day out. Like, I think that is going to be something because, Kevin, Mike, you know, you saw the stadium last year by midseason. It was like, all right, that's that's pretty much it for this. Yeah. And then you and then you fire your coach and then everything kind of continues to fall off there. So I think whenever you're talking, we were talking to her this morning. Yes. And he's and as he was talking about the starting pitching. Uh, Mike, as a, as a relief pitcher, you're thinking, man, we have a chance today to go out there and maybe only have two innings to, to pitch, uh, maybe three innings max, because this dude's going to give a, set the table for us to really do something that's high leverage for us and high pressure, and we get this opportunity to go get a win. But maybe also your lineup puts the runs on the boards for you, and you, you're going out there and just getting the win for the team. And, but as the bullpen, you're not sitting there going, man, we're going to have to carry this thing from inning four all the way through. Yeah.
0: And I think that talking to guys in the clubhouse and, you know, not naming names, they were like, we got wore out. You, you get to August and you're a bullpen guy and your starters are consistently pitching less than five innings. Now, obviously martin perez was awesome last yeah. year john gray was solid when, when he, he pitched. Hurt, it they just, yeah. just stunk that he would keep kind of getting on the injury list by the way we should be talking to john gray in about 30 minutes nice okay great so in approximately 30 minutes you know give or take obviously yeah. he has to get off the field and get up here and everything but we'll be talking to john gray here pretty soon is that the bullpen needs to not be worn out when you get to august and september and the other thing too is. This team, if they're going to win 80-plus games and get to that 90 mark, somebody has to establish themselves as the closer that we're not worried about. You cannot have three different closers in a season. I know what Taylor Hearn said. He's like, well, you weren't watching. Well, I understand there were guys that stepped up and had great years. Brock Burke had a great year, and he's back. Obviously, Matt Moore had a great year. He's not back. But they had to go through Barlow. No, not the answer. Jonathan Hernandez, maybe not ready yet because of coming back from injury. Jose LeClerc, uh, you know, he's struggling with it. Who else can we use? Can Matt Moore jump in as a closer every once in a while because maybe the matchup suits our team better tonight? There has to be an established closer. When you think of all the teams last year that had great years, most of those teams had an established closer. When they got to the ninth inning, they had a guy that they knew was going to get those three outs for them. And right now, they're, we don't know. We don't know who's going to get the final three outs to close out these games. Now I don't, I don't.
2: Th- it's not going to be this guy. But when you're talking about people stepping up, I know it's in a different pitching role. But I, I, I saw this article and I thought it was interesting. Is who's going to be the breakout player for the Texas Rangers? Or excuse me, let me try that again. Somebody who can make a surprise impact as well. And CBS Sports went with. Glenn Otto. Now, I'm not suggesting that Glenn Otto would be the closer or anything, but when we talk about injuries, Glenn Otto is somebody that maybe you think of as – Could he step into that role and be better than you think? Or could he be a stabilizing force for the bullpen? And CBS Sports pointed out that they did also pick Glenn Otto last year. So take that for what you will. What are y'all doing, CBS Sports? Take that for what you will. Mike, for me, the
1: the pet cat, I guess, that I'm hoping for is, and I know you were all about him three years ago, and I might be all about him right now. Is I hope Jackson and Clint Frazier is like can can be what we were hoping. As you said, the fully
0: realized uh, yeah. like Miles Turner. That four hundred fifty foot bomb yesterday smash it. It, it, that it got ball. me,
1: dude. He he reached out and just slugged that thing. So like the second the bat hit it, you were like, Okay, yeah, well as, as and that's kind of where I am, Mike, is I we need to figure left field out. I don't I'm not completely comfortable with center field yet. They both of those guys still have some things to prove. But that's where that's one of those spots. If they were say, you know, hey, we're gonna go with Bubba and Leodia in the outfield. You have a pretty good defensive outfield out there, and you can steal some bases. But if Frazier can be what we kind of thought he might be, and he gets that opportunity, I don't know if he's even gonna make this team. But he's one of those guys that I'm kind of like pulling for.
0: I don't think he will out of spring training. I think he will start the year in AAA. But he can't have. There an are some impact. things
2: kind of in his way with like, like the
0: contract yeah. for Grossman yeah.
2: and stuff. Uh, that really messed a few. That really blocked a. Few people's potential
0: my breakout for the rangers that i'm really hoping i don't have tons of confidence but i'm going to go with this one if i have to instead of Otto, because i do think it's tough he's going to be a middle reliever yeah most likely and it's tough to be like man what a great middle reliever we have but you
2: do see the potential in case things went poorly
0: is Leote taveras okay is going to be your opening day center fielder he is going to be batting ninth and i know hey you don't get as many at bats batting ninth But if you can get on base 35% of the time, you have Simeon and Seager right behind you to knock you in. And so for me, I believe that he's a very good defensive outfielder. And if he can get on base and consistently get on base, he can have a major impact on this team batting ninth. I know that sounds weird, but I would bat him ninth because of his speed. And if he can get on first base and figure out a way how to get to second base – I think he can score a hundred runs for this team this year. I do
1: too, because Simeon. You're, you talk about Simeon; he's putting line drives into the outfield, and that like that's yeah. where you get up on base and you steal second or find your way over. You're right, Mike. One of those two guys is going to be able to get you in, get you in for sure. And they
2: love the top four. You know, we talked about that yesterday and how much Bochy likes them. I'm gonna, I'm going to stick, I guess, with uh, Josh Young. It might be because you're not supposed to like get close with people or let that impact your decision. And I hope I'm not, but just every time we've talked to him, you can tell how bad he wants it and how, how hard he's putting the effort sometimes that makes a difference sometimes it doesn't but i would love to see him be one of our you know homegrown guys we drafted we watched him come up people stocked up maybe on his prospect rookie yeah. cards and then they got to see him overcome adversity and do well well so.
1: kevin your guy was 0 for 2 yesterday and my guy <laughs> hit a home run so here we go so we're out so well. we're done we're... <laughs> I mean, your guy's kind of on the roster yeah uh but i mean is is nate low nathaniel low not a surprise then because of what he, he, won he did the last silver year slugger yeah like, i
0: mean he he, he ha- I guess he was
1: last year's surprise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so it's really tough. Like, uh, what can he do better? Yeah. Make the all-star team, I guess. But, I mean, he was considered the best hitting first baseman in the American League last year. Yeah. And
2: there are still some people that are pretty darn positive from the four six nine. Really think we're underestimating the team. Don't be surprised when they win 89 to 91 games. I will tell you this. That would surpass Vegas' expectations by 7.5 to 9.5 wins. And, so it's it's not like there's a lot of people who feel that that would be incredible.
0: I think the Metroplex the Metroplex will be so friggin' stoked if this Rangers team goes oh, ninety and sure, seventy two. I want to take this real quick. I'm just looking at your uh, thing. Here. Oh yeah, um, Fantex. What? fantastic! Fantastic!
2: That's a good clarification. Corey. Thank <laughs> what you. does
0: Mike think about Kyle Cody? I love Kyle Cody like two three years ago, but he has never established himself as a major leaguer. They're they're asking about possibly a future closer. I really like his stuff. But he's never even been able to stick in in the major leagues. And maybe this will be the year. I, I don't know where they have him slotted to start the season off. Uh, I do really like his stuff. Six-foot-seven guy with good movement, throws hard. I remember him having a pretty good breaking ball to go with that good sink on his fastball, live fastball. But I just don't know where the Rangers see him fitting in. And that's the tough thing is sometimes yeah. this is a tough thing. Like I can make fun of Dwight Powell or say Reggie Bullock this and that or or Kyle Cody or this guy stinks or that. But I mean, there then you look at like man Kyle Cody's really good yet he can't figure out his way to stay in the major leagues, you know?
2: And then I think this might be I think this might be the most likely outcome from the eight 6 I'm realistic. Big improvement, still short of the playoffs. What I expect is competitive baseball in late August. I that, I love that line. That's a very achievable goal. I, I will admit, if the Rangers don't matter in late August, I think this season is a disappointment, and that is not. I don't think that's a bold statement by any stretch of the imagination.
1: No, nah, man, but I also think, man, the one of the key factors, and we've heard it a couple times in the clubhouse, is the coaching is, could be the main difference. Like the talent, yeah. they added yeah, yeah, talent, yeah, yeah. but coaching and leadership and, and all of those things could be the quality Uh, that they needed the most.
2: We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we get into the lunch rush. We got Mike Likes It. We've got our giveaway. Plus, what are the storylines you're most interested in during the NFL offseason? Because whether they want to or not, the Cowboys are being sucked into this one. We'll do it next right here on The Fan.
3: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: Herbert fakes the handoff to Kelly, rolls to his right. All kinds of green in front of him. throws to the end zone, caught! Touchdown,
3: Chargers!
2: KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. We're going to have our giveaway in this segment, plus Mike likes it, plus maybe John Gray. And right now... Jake! Mike is standing behind me. You're doing great, man. And Mike is yelling at the grounds crew member that he's kicking ass. <laughs> and the other two people working with him stopped and looked up. And I'm like, telling you, what the hell is this guy talking when about? When he's done today and the field's
1: ready, we got to give this dude a standing ovation. This is amazing. Okay,
2: work. I, I'm in for that. Now, the audio we played was of Justin Herbert because I really wanted to know. What are like the off-season things in the NFL that folks are most intrigued by? But it's something else that's taken over. I was going to be like, "Hey, I want to see what those Burrow and Herbert contracts are," but you got a whole bunch of other stuff going on now. Corey Rogers, and of course, that's a great answer.
0: <laughs> coming to the Cowboys? No,
2: Aaron Rodgers not coming to the Cowboys. So instead. Let's go back to the Commanders and Daniel Snyder. Ooh. Because this is going what do they do now? Well, this is going to involve the Cowboys. So first of all, in the most hilarious part, oh my gosh. is Daniel Snyder allegedly charged the Commanders 10 million dollars to use his private jets and then also 4.5 million dollars to put their logo on his private jets. Here's the thing. The Commanders did not Agree across the board that this should be done or that putting their logo on a private jet added any value. And remember, there's three minority owners who have 40% of the say of the stake in the team. Right. They did not agree to this. So basically what happened is Daniel Snyder decided for the commanders that they were to pay him, Daniel Snyder, four point five million dollars out of money from, let's just say, other sources. For the use of putting their logo on his plane. All right, so
1: this is this is the weird part to me. All right, because Daniel Snyder did this, right? Yes. He's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take about what ten fifteen million dollars here. Yep. He did he walk the paperwork down to the accountant to the CFO and say, hey, uh, I know that we haven't completely approved this yet. But go ahead and put this uh, on the docket for me. Let's go ahead and make this happen. I... That's a great question. I, I can't... Like, uh, th- or did he send somebody, hey, just go ahead and slide this through to the CFO? I don't know. How How did this happen if and nobody agreed to it? All right. Here's what I like to imagine, or does, Corey. Does he have
2: the... He has the QuickBooks yes! in okay. his office. But see, I'm going to take it even further. Here's how I imagine it. He has giant piles of money in his big office. And this pile of money <laughs> is like all, like let's say... The (laughs) revenue that's supposed to be dispersed across the rest of the NFL via collective (laughs) bargaining and stuff. And he's like... Ooh, sorry, we had some advertising costs. I'm going to take $10 million out of this pile. It's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. And then he moves it into the, this is the Danny pile. And so, like, he puts <laughs> the money in the Danny pile and takes it away from the NFL. He just ships it in a box. I remember That's probably not how it goes, but in my mind, that was amazing. And I know you're thinking, wow, that's the wildest story you'll hear about Daniel Snyder today. Well, guess what? Just like yesterday, I had multiple stories. Today... I have multiple stories. Supposedly, during the NFL owner's next meeting, they have an agenda item that says, discuss the future of Daniel Snyder. That's one part of it. But then there are other people who are saying, guess who they're turning to to convince Snyder to sell the team? Jerry Jones. That's right. You guessed it. Multiple owners, who did not want their name revealed, have said that the NFL has asked Jerry Jones to broker the deal with Daniel Snyder. And here's how he's going to entice him. He says help him out by telling him that he'll get the most money ever for an NFL team. And that's one of the things that's going to help. Their buddy, buddy, make it happen. So the NFL has supposedly drafted Jerry Jones to get Daniel Snyder to sell the team.
1: This is pretty amazing and it's one of the reasons that Kevin when we were discussing, you know, some of the other stuff yesterday regarding Jerry Jones, that the NFL would never really do anything to push the Cowboys owner out of power in Dallas. Right? Like that they with the the Carolina Panthers owner, that situation, that happened, right? But Jerry Jones is a powerful figure in the NFL. Whether you like people can say as much as they want to say about him in the way that he runs the Cowboys when it comes to the NFL. I think maybe Roger Goodell is more powerful. But if Jerry wants to start pulling people together and do something, he can get he can make things happen. And this is proof when the NFL turns to him and says, help us make this happen. This, that is what a weird story, man. And just a, what a weird little Like, weird situation with that guy.
2: So my answer has changed on this now to what the hell is going to happen with the Commanders. My answer was going to be in terms of NFL offseason story you're most interested in, what are the Bears going to do with the number one pick? Mm -hmm. Like, were they going to wait and draft Jaden Carter? Now... Or were they always going to trade their pick down and get more value out of it and maybe still get Carter anyway? Now, does that change their philosophy? Because they're like, well, no, I don't have to take Carter at number one. Or, you know, maybe they wanted Will Anderson. Whoever. Or... Were they going to deal off Justin Fields and draft a quarterback? After all, even though I know that that has not been like what they've insinuated. So my answer was going to be the drama surrounding the Chicago Bears and the number one pick, but it now shifted to all things Commanders. All
1: things Commanders, and that's
2: you know Jerry talks about that with us a lot. Kevin is he does. That, that,
1: that the NFL is like is become just as. Uh, eyes on in the off season as it is during the regular season. And it's not just because of football players. It's because of everything else that goes on in the NFL. It is wild to me that, like, being an NFL owner, you're already a, a lucrative millionaire. Like, it's already – you're already in that area. Or billionaire, yeah, at, billionaire at that point. But then on top of that, you just – you just take coins and just stack them uh, as you go along. And you can cheat the system and all that. And then whenever they're like, hey, just sell the team and get out of there, you skirt out of the place with even more money than you walked into it with. That's true. Even though you probably should be in some criminal uh, uh, situations where you're in jail. But that's where the money is, man. All well, right. I got two of these.
2: You said. <laughs> I
1: got an Allegra, Kevin, if you need one. I, I did not believe I have sneezed Whoa. today. Yeah. In that while I had an extra money. I mock- did not I didn't know what believe that was I, like, I have is sneezed not here today. She's-
2: You get to see her Friday. (laughs) It's Allegra, not Viagra. Is you said quarterback movement. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. while you take your medicine. Because Aaron Rodgers said he has all the answers in his head right now. He just needs some more time to figure it all out. Mike, is it quarterback movement? What's the NFL offseason story that has got your attention at the moment? Does it become Jalen Carter?
0: Do you want to guess mine? Because I just like, hey, let's get this over with, please. Lamar jackson Lamar jackson I, I do think that can be a big situation in the nfl if he stays with baltimore it's not going to be that big of a deal but he wants the deshaun watson contract is he going to be the second quarterback to get the nobody well i guess did kirk cousins get fully guaranteed i
2: think he did over the span of those three years yeah i right? guess the
0: the deshaun watson thing everybody was furious but not at about, that but, scope but, and yeah. so he's like well I, deshaun watson got it i want it too and so To me, it's the Lamar Jackson thing. It's nothing against him. He can't do anything about it. We have to go through the franchise tag situation or exclusive tag situation. We have to go through the possible trade scenarios and all that stuff. But for me, Lamar Jackson, because I still think there's room for improvement. Maybe not much more room anymore. Maybe he is what he is. But I think that he can really change a franchise if he's going to go somewhere else. If you get the right coaching, look at Jalen Hurts. Maybe Jalen Hurts does pass the ball a lot better, maybe just a little better, but their coaching maybe was better to get the most out of Jalen Hurts. Yeah,
2: I think people forget in that MVP year how much Lamar Jackson's, like, just pure throwing improved.
0: Yeah, so I just think Lamar Jackson, for me, can change a franchise and change it for a 10-year period. Maybe Aaron Rodgers can change a franchise, but for, like, a two-year period. I say
2: Lamar Jackson goes to Atlanta. Okay. How... Good. Do you feel about the prospects of the Falcons? Considering that division is in rough shape
0: too. They go eleven and six and win a playoff round.
2: Wow. Okay. So that's a hell of a start for that man. Okay. That's
0: my opinion. It okay. Doesn't mean that happens, but I, I do think in that division you go eleven and six and you win a playoff round, and from there, who knows? Are you intrigued by the potential contract
2: extensions for Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert? Because Stephen Jones he said that they haven't started the discussions about specifics on the contract extension just yet but we've been told plenty of things about Dak to lead me to believe that that's going to be the thing and so this is going to be another pair of quarterbacks that probably resets the bar are you intrigued by what money Herbert and Burrow did? Oh yeah
1: for sure man because they're I mean that's they're sitting on the future of the NFL for sure sure uh, and with Herbert very, I'm probably more intrigued, necessarily not his contract, but how he connects with uh, with our friend Kellen Moore. Like that's probably my biggest interest is what they do together. Uh, Joe Burrow, I think he's already proven. You know, I got, I'm in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm, I was very close to getting back to the Super yeah. Bowl again this year. Yeah. So there, like, there's a like Joe Burrow's really where it starts for me after Mahomes uh, in those quarterback con- uh, categories. But I think the as a Cowboys fan it doesn't that doesn't intrigue me that story doesn't connect with me that much my my figure is how do i get Dak to be better if i'm going to have to have him for the next 10 years or whatever just because y'all decided to keep that money in his pocket uh then how do i get the guy better and how do i get a better around him that's that is definitely one but i think more for Herbert it's more interest in how he connects on the field and Joe Burrow does he keep doing that with those was it didn't it, uh, a guy uh, a professor say he had like serial killer tendencies oh yeah and it's better that he's, he could be the next dexter and everything so like that dude is uh, I he's mean, fascinating at
2: least man. dexter was killing for good reasons <laughs> yeah. i don't know if that's the thing i probably should have said out loud <laughs> there are worse reasons to kill than to take out serial killers for sure like yeah. De- dexter was by the way have you ever thought about how weird the makeup of that show was so Dexter... Yeah, they
1: use a little too much base, not enough powder for the...
2: Not that kind of makeup. Here's what I mean. Dexter and the gal that played his sister, they eventually, in real life, started dating and got married. So he married the girl that was playing his sister. But then they got a divorce. And only after they got divorced... Did Dexter start to hint at some sort of weird romantic thing between them? Which I bet Michael C. Hall or whoever was probably like, hey, thanks a lot for making this weird. Yeah, now it's awkward. Or maybe they did that because he was like, hey. I think I can get her back. I don't know. That's my Dexter side note for oh, you. Oh, wow. And are you intrigued by can, this is another thing I care about. Can Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson? Nope. Because I already saw Sean Payton go, hey, if we were winning, nobody would carry out an office here at the team. And I was that's like, that's a fact. Yeah. I so. that's not wrong. It's a
1: fact that if they were winning, everybody would be like, oh, yeah, give him a second office. You know, if, if, if offices are what gets him to win, then give, give him a whole building, give him a whole, a whole side of the field.
0: Sean Payton's reputation as a great head coach will crash as much as russell wilson's career two years from now
1: wow okay that's your prediction yep man and do you think then will that if something like that happens will that temper everybody's sean payton will one day be a cowboys head coach yes. thing it'll like it'll net will, will that conversation ever come up again uh, Sean Payton It'll being Cowboys coach.
2: Oh, from lazy people.
1: If he people. fails, if he fails at Denver with Russell Wilson in his career, would that be like okay? He can't. He can't do every. He's not a magic man. Right.
2: I, magic man. I hope not. That was a fancy little hand gesture he did there. All right. Quick stars note for you. They are back in action tonight, and they are reeling as they stop doing that. As they host the Coyotes. Unfortunately, they're not here. Playing the Coyotes, or else we could go check that out at. Oh, se- man. I know. I'm I sorry. would totally do that. Absolutely, I at, wouldn't. At seven thirty, what you would want to go to an NHL arena where there's three thousand people? Mike, there. we would. That was you, the old arena. Right.
1: If we got you on the Zamboni.
2: Oh. If we <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, Mike's like, if and, I could, t-. All right. Can you fine. imagine
0: in one day you get to ride the dragging machine and the Zamboni? What else? Well, okay, hold on. Let me
2: finish the Stars thing real quick <laughs> and then I have a question for you. Is so yesterday the New York Rangers made it official with the trade for Patrick Kane and West Tottenham hot spurs? No, not that hot spur. Not Harry Kane. Is the Stars were one of the teams that were trying to make a push for Patrick Kane. Unfortunately it didn't work. There were rumblings that Kane said he absolutely wanted to go to the Rangers, so that trade is official and it's done. Now, before we get to Mike Likeson and before we do our giveaway, my question for you was going to be, what other infield jobs do you think maybe you could do while you're out here? Or grounds crew jobs? Yeah,
0: infield jobs. is like, well, I used to be a first baseman in yeah, high school. Yeah, uh, It'd be tough as a left-hander to be the second baseman, shortstop, or third baseman, but I can try. Um, Catcher. Maybe tomorrow I'll ask our new friend Jake. I'll be like, "Is there any way that I don't want to walk the line?" I asked him about doing he that. And your he mind. To, He told me that is that's the hardest part to learn how to stay steady. But once you get it, you get it. Is painting the the box?
2: Oh, for the for the plate, yeah, or right
0: that, around the plate. That wow. looks pretty easy. The
2: batter's box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: course, or the catcher's a, box. It's a frame. Like, it's a little frame. All you gotta do, like, yeah. you let them, would you let them set it up for you, and then you'll yeah, spray it? Yeah, but even it?
0: though I've seen those before, they're easy to set up. They yeah. have markers on it that make it really easy to put this marker on the tip of home plate or the front of home plate, and you're good. What
1: about the bump? You think by Friday we can get you uh, making sure that the the pitching rubber's all set up? And, uh,
0: that is honestly an art of it its is. Own.
1: It really is. Uh, like That's the one where a coach always did I that I think
0: one. people would be surprised how hard a mound is in the major leagues compared to when they pitch in high school and you can dig a seven-foot hole where the rubber is. Yeah, Uh, There, it is very hard clay, and you're not going to move it much, and that's what the pitchers want. Okay. All right. That's nice.
2: We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. I know the Marriott, some people have had questions about the legitimacy of their lawsuit all throughout the deal with Michael Irvin. I do not feel like this helps their case yesterday. is So Michael Irvin has asked for them to expedite the release of the hotel footage and other evidence. He's like, hey, let's get this out there and like let's get it to the public. And the Marriott, which has already asked for the Michael Irvin suit to be dismissed, they were like, hey, We don't see any urgency that we need to release this stuff straight away. And I'm like, well, hold on. You said that his lawsuit should be dismissed. His response was, let's put all the evidence out there, and if your response is, whoa, Whoa. there's no urgency that we got to get this out there right now. It's not a great look for the people involved at the Marriott, and I believe the Dallas Morning News said they spoke with three people who corroborated Michael Irvin's version of the story. And the Marriott's like, Michael Irvin's just doing this so we can get on the combine coverage. Whereas the other logical thing would be, yeah, or he's just trying to, like, protect his name in this moment. So I think that's a bad look uh, for the Marriott. I don't
0: think Michael Irvin's too concerned about the combine coverage. He's concerned that he might not ever be on any coverage again. Yes,
2: exactly. Now, if you need something positive... You know, Corey, I feel like it's about... Let's give
0: something away!
2: 877-881-1053. Caller number 10... Jared, now! ...will win a four-pack of one-day tickets to the Good Guys 13th LMC Truck Spring Lone Star Nationals. It's going on March 10th through the 12th. You can buy tickets at good-guys.com for the event at Texas Motor Speedway. Or you can win them right now doing this giveaway all week long. Caller number 10, 877 1 1053 now, now how about some Mike likes it
0: Well I want Jared Sandler to join me here uh so as he's getting ready for me and him to call the Dodgers and Rangers mm. game The Dodgers obviously we mentioned it but I don't think people understand how important Gavin Lux was to the 2023 Dodgers They lost Trey Turner the year before they decided to let Corey Seager go their ultra prospect, Gavin Lux, who spent some time in the outfield, a lot of time last year at second base, was going to take over the shortstop's role. So as I bring on my radio partner today, because <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll, I'll bring us in and out of, you know, inning breaks and everything like oh, uh, that. That
4: would be cool. If, it's a matter of fact, if Mike does that, then you guys should roll on it because that is yeah. uh, G-bag of the year material. Welcome
0: yes. to the third inning. It's hard to stop a train. <laughs> Mike, we so first of all, they
4: broke us up. You know, we did Frisco games together, and they broke us up because we had too much fun. Uh, but Mike's goal every game was not to have a single clue about who was playing. <laughs> the or shorts he's said the shortstop there. there. But, yeah, he his goal was to try and make me laugh during the reads we would have to do.
2: <laughs> it's kind of like our show. And one was, yeah, I, that, I get it. Yeah, one
4: was for that one coming. Like the tagline was, "It's hard to stop a train." And like I'd hear Mike whispering yeah i mean it it is hard to stop it like go stand in front of a train or what like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes a while
0: for it to stop yeah. <laughs> all right so jerry let's get to a little bit of serious talk here and i'm going to give you a hypothetical that has about a 0.1% chance of happening Yay. the dodgers don't have a shortstop right now that i know of who is their shortstop to start 2023 you don't know sure. either. So no, I'm no, I, jerks, oh. I was
4: about to say jerks and Profar.
3: Okay, I mean, so I don't he's know. a free agent, right? And yeah.
0: people have asked, can he play shorts? I don't think he can. Yeah, I, I don't either. Right. So the .1% chance the Dodgers call up the Rangers and say, I know you guys are set. I know this is probably not even a conversation starter. What would it take to get Corey Seager back in an L.A. uniform? Do you think there's any possibility that the Dodgers have called Chris Young, and said, we know this is probably far-fetched and and we're probably getting nowhere here. Is there any chance you would consider trading us Corey Seager? And is there any chance that the Dodgers are even thinking of something like that?
4: So, that's a great question. I'll say from the Rangers' side... It would go against everything that they have talked about, which is we're trying to win right now. And any deal we make is going to make our major league team better. Uh, It is it's an interesting conversation and probably a larger discussion about team building and pivoting and, uh, you know, everything that would go into a deal like that. I mean, have the Dodgers thought of it? I, I got to believe that they've at least thought of it. I don't know that they've made the phone call. Right. And, you know, I think from the Rangers' standpoint, they've got a guy who, I mean, I don't know top what, but he's he's one of the m- more special hitters in baseball. Is he a shortstop long-term? Probably not. But is he a guy who can anchor your lineup for the next several years, I think that's the, the hope. That's the thought. Uh, and so I think it would be very tough to convince the Rangers. All, all of what I said aside about, hey, they're, this, they're trying to compete, I think it would be tough to convince them. I also don't know if the Dodgers financially would want to take that contract on, but right. it's an interesting question.
0: So now I'm going to pivot a little bit away from that far-fetched trade conversation. And I, nobody wants this to happen, but this is my question here. If Corey Seager suffered an injury and couldn't play shortstop, would the Rangers just move Marcus Simeon to shortstop for the rest of this year? Or Because I know that they have – I know Luis Hill Acuna is not ready to play at a major league level. But you have Josh Smith. You have uh, Ezekiel Duran. You have possibly at some point Foscu showing that he's ready to play at the major leagues. Those are all three more second basemen than they are shortstops. Would you agree with that or disagree? Well,
4: Josh Smith, I think – can play short so he i think okay. i think that as so, long as they felt like josh smith could compete so the the true answer to that question depends on what are you getting offensively from josh young and what are you getting offensively josh, from oh josh jo- yeah okay. and laoti Tavares. because okay. if you feel good about sticking josh smith in the nine hole and letting him play short i think you're fine with that but i think that means that Laodie Tavares or whoever's playing center field is is giving you you know, not bad offensive production, and Josh Young is having a good year. Otherwise, it might need to be Marcus Simeon to short and, just, I mean, Justin Foskey. Like, if you need a bat, then maybe that opens things up for Foskey to play second and Simeon at short. So, I think it depends on what you're getting from some of the kind of the unknowns. But I think the first consideration would be Josh Smith at short. He's, he's really good there.
0: Okay, so I'm just – that, I was just wondering, in a hypothetical, the Rangers had a catastrophe the way that the Dodgers had. If Simeon got hurt, you're saying Josh Smith would be the everyday shortstop to see if he could do it.
4: I think so. And to kind of tie your two questions together, okay. I would not be surprised if the Dodgers have called the Rangers to ask about someone like Josh Smith. Even though their win now and Josh Smith is more of a future, right. he's someone that would be more attainable than a Corey Seager okay. or a big name, which they would maybe be more inclined to pursue.
2: All right, did you have something? Uh, my my question is non-Rangers, so in a minute.
1: So you're saying we could probably get Mookie Betts for Josh Smith? No, is Mookie? Mm-hmm. Is
0: Mookie? How much second base is he going to play to right field this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. That's
4: I, that's a good question. I don't know what their thoughts are, but I don't. He's not. I don't think that there's any consider. Oh, no, I, I know. Exactly. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Know but exactly. that's, that, that's a good question. And it gives them, you know, his ability to do that gives them some, the, them some flexibility in how they're going to maneuver. things. All
0: right. I want you to ask your non Rangers question.
2: What did you think about the pirates and Orioles? I believe no umpire bottom of the ninth. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so I've
4: seen that in a spring training game before. Really? They, they throw yeah, something happens or whatever, and they guy throw needs an inning. yeah, they throw. Which a, is what happened, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think it happened a few years ago where the umpires walked off. We thought the game was done. It was a night game, so everyone was pumped because I think it took like three and a half hours. But then the <laughs> Ranger or no, the other team took the field because they wanted to get a guy a half inning, uh, and that's when you throw one of your like analysts or uh, you know. Interns or whatever, you, you get them uh, some padding or stick them behind the pitcher and have them make some calls.
0: All right, so I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, I just heard Jared say we don't need Ohms.
2: I mean, not in those technology, situations.
0: Technology, you know? Um, <laughs> I was wondering this. I know this is a little bit Dodger talk because we're going to be calling the Rangers Dodgers game on where can you find us at?
4: TexasRangers.com.
0: Holy cow, that's a that's a tough website to remember. Yeah. But it, I feel like it's not.
4: I, Do, you have might, to capital- it Do
0: you have to capitalize the T and no, R? No, I,
4: I, you don't, but I'm going to throw that to Mike at least four times during the broadcast and see if he remembers that. Are there any okay.
1: numbers that you have to include you have include to slash there? it?
0: No. Just slash radio?
1: <laughs> no. Slash baseball?
0: Okay. At some point, he's going to say, slash radio, yeah. slash baseball, <laughs> slash the fan. I'm wondering this. And I know this is getting into more major league baseball than Rangers baseball, it's but I, I'm, I'm a, this Lux thing in, in the Dodgers playing here is interesting to me. There was the kid that was drafted number one overall by the Minnesota twins. And he's had injury Royce Lewis, Royce Lewis. He is maybe moving out to center field because Byron Buxton gets hurt so much. Well, Buxton's not happy with that. He is not wanting to be a DH slash outfielder. He wants to be a center fielder. And they're like, look, we're trying to keep you healthy. You're never healthy. Is there a possibility that the number one overall pick who hasn't gotten an opportunity in Minnesota because of injury, it just feels like a Dodger thing. They trade for Royce Lewis, number one pick, kind of a disappointment, and then the dude becomes like an all-star at shortstop that what he was projected to be out of high school.
4: Yeah, I, I can't imagine just knowing how the twins operate financially, like the value of having Royce Lewis for X amount of years at a pretty cheap number is probably too valuable for them to pass up. Uh, especially now that they've paid Carlos yeah. Correa. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. The Dodgers have been – the Dodgers and Astros have been consistently outstanding for a very long yeah. period of time. And it's not because they do things linearly. It's because they will get creative. They will go outside the box. And so, I mean, the the thing that the Dodgers have is that they got a great farm system and, You know, they can use that to try and convince a team to part ways with a kind of that hybrid major league prospect guy, right? Like Royce Lewis is, I mean, I don't know how you want to characterize what the line is between prospect and then graduating from that, but he is a young player with a lot of upside. Yeah. Uh, So I I don't know. I, I think it's really interesting. But one thing we know about teams like the Dodgers is it seems more often than not in sports when a guy like Gavin Lux goes down and you think, you know, throw a pity party and woe is the Dodgers. They end up going and getting someone who's a star, yeah. right? Like they, they figure it out and it might not and be And their now. farm
0: system's unbelievable still. Right.
4: And so I wonder if they try and piece it together now and wait for this year's Juan Soto to become available. And oh, what I mean by that yeah. is not an outfielder, but someone who at this time last year we weren't thinking would for sure get traded last year and then ends up becoming very available looking Mike. at you
2: fernando tatis Jr. Did you hey, well, that's a that's oh. a really interesting
4: one and you can throw the division rivalry oh, stuff in there because maybe that plays a role but gosh i i have to believe that if the dot if the padres with all the money they've been spending if you're basically yep. asking them you can keep tatis or you can use that money and sign soto what would you choose and I mean, Mike and I had some of these conversations this offseason. They're choosing Soto.
0: I <laughs> I would, too, because I was thinking, remember, I was bringing the Tatis to the Rangers yeah. thing. If yeah. they're out on him. Uh, That's they- a really
4: interesting conversation. And, again, those two organizations do not like each other. <laughs> right. And sometimes I think it's silly to not make the best trade for your organization simply because of who's going to be on the other end of that. But that might be one of those situations where it'd be really tough to sell that.
0: All right, we'll That's get, it? we got John Gray yeah. coming up here pretty soon. Any no, minute now.
4: I, I, oh, 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 gosh! Thank gosh! I thought you were about to tell me John Gray starting. I'm like, we're already off to a bad start. No, with no, bad You're stuff. not prepared at all. You're like, <laughs> yeah. hold on, they I did. I, did
0: I prepared for Heaney, we got Dustin May starting, his future Cy Young winner, hey, against other. Andrew. Is it Heaney? I Heaney, said, yes. Thank you, because I was in the clubhouse the other day and somebody yeah. said Heaney, hey, and I'm like, we, dang it. We I'm did a,
4: a uh, we did a Rough Riders game with Ariel Gerardo pitching years ago, and I think Mike. Called him seven different names. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, Mike. And did you he deserve to
0: get called his real name after we saw him? Mike, well, I think. I think. I think. I think you no, made. I think, you made,
1: I think you made a similar comment after he uh, gave up five runs in the first. Way minute. too
0: early. National anthem hasn't even started yet. <laughs>
1: did you notice, Mike, that Jake has taken his pants off? He is now in yeah, shorts. Yeah, he is. Uh, our what? friend Jake runs. The, I rode.
0: I rode. I dragged today. He dragged. Oh, on, did you really? Yeah, <laughs> Mark I got on that. I got Mark on,
1: that for sure. You and RuPaul. <laughs> yeah, I that's. Got on, uh, I got on oh the drag with God. Jake. Yeah. If an error if happens could do on one third thing base out today. <laughs>
0: on the field before a game, what would it be? Would it be water? Would it be line? Would it be drag? Would it be mow? What would you want to do before the game as a ground crew guy?
4: Well, I've done a lot of those things in the and. Minors. No, no, it, when I was at USC. Oh. Dragging oh. is the one I think you can screw up the least. Okay. There's yeah. a lot
1: of room for error there. Yeah. No, not a lot of room. You
4: line the field? I did that, and I didn't. With the I paint
0: don't, or chalk?
4: With, with like, a, a paint roller thing, right? Whatever, where you roll yeah. it along
0: the line. Did you straddle the line? Because he told me straddling the line is a no-no, because you will get a little wobbly on that. you got to walk so- by the side of the line. Yeah,
4: so... I don't know that I'm the best person to answer that because the line I had down the right field line at Dado Field was more of a squiggly than a straight uh, line. So, uh, uh, whatever technique I was using, whatever position was my position of choice, is probably not what I should have gone with.
2: Let's go ahead and mark that. that is thank you very yeah. much, Jared Sandler. And you can
0: smell in the hotel, right? Like, <laughs> oh my God, <gosh>. stop <laughs> it! it. So, yeah, we're we talk go. about that. Jared
2: Sandler oh and gosh. all she of our spring
4: of hotel. training. How about our
2: friends at Sonic? Con oh. content, oh! oh! brought to you Sonic. by. Oh. Sonic. Sonic, oh, the oh, oh, Sonic, oh. very iconic. Good, Jared. How Sandler. about Ramon? Let's give
4: Ramon a round of applause. Yeah, Sonic, <laughs> Sonic,
2: Jared Sandler, Sonic. and our content in general. at spring mm. training, brought to you by Sonic. Thank you very much to them. Can't wait. TexasRangers.com. If you want to hear Bassick and Jared on the call today, coming up next, mm. it's time oh. for oh. the C Block, starring Corey Majors and maybe a special guest.
1: Maybe a guest. Maybe Schloss. We'll see next.
0: Oh.